The first time I saw her oh smile, wow. I was like, that's an angel right there. Wow. And then she she didn't talk to me. She ghosted me for nine months. That's what queens do, and I, I was tell like, you. <laughs> I was hustling on the phone. I was like, all right, what do I got to do to get her attention? Yeah. So, but then she finally gave me one other chance. Mm-hmm. I guess I... And I, I, I fell in love on the second date. And I remember calling my mom and I was like, I feel like this is the guy I could marry. Welcome to Growing With The Nearest podcast presented by Family Made Media. Yes. We are the nearest and we're on a journey to learn and grow with you in the areas of faith, purpose, and relationship. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am so excited about this podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm not I am lie. too. I, I'm a little I'm nervous right now. No, because we are clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly in the presence of greatness. Yeah. Before I, uh, that's awesome. Before I say their names, I'm gonna read their bio. Come on. Well, their bio says their names, so let me just say we have <laughs> we have Andrew and Sean Johnson East with us today. Um, Andrew is a former professional football player turned entrepreneur and social media personality from Indianapolis, Indiana. That's correct, right? That's right. That's right. Sean Johnson East is an accomplished gymnast. That's like a very, very, very like understated (laughs) way of uh, putting it. (laughs) Author and television personality. As a couple, Andrew and Sean have documented their personal and professional lives on social media, allowing their fans to follow their journey as parents, entrepreneurs, and advocates for healthy living. Their most recent venture, Family Made Media, which we are so blessed to have the opportunity to be a part of that family, is an online network created to help celebrate and connect families on their journey wherever they may be. They continue to inspire millions, literally millions of people through their individual achievements (laughs) and their shared (laughs) commitment to make a positive impact in the world. Please welcome to the Growing With The Nearest podcast, Andrew Mm -hmm. and Sean Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) We are so glad. Hey, I know that that Uh, makes you feel wildly uncomfortable. Yes. But you know what? We are so adamant about giving honor Honor where honor is due. And so, you know, we just wanted to make sure that we honor you uh, correctly uh, on this podcast. How are you guys doing? Well, hold on. First of all, giving honor where honor is due. We are in a church, so let's give honor honor where honor is due. All right. Uh, also, who wrote that up? Was that a chat GPT? Just like, <laughs> hey, give me the, I, I, give me I the bio. The, I perused the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Well, one of the things that was most important that wasn't in there, you guys are wife, husband, yep, exactly. mom, dad. I don't know how I missed Beautiful that. children. Yeah. Thank you. So cute. Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed about you guys when we first met is yeah. you're still connected. Yeah, you're so connected. Like, even you guys sat down and held hands. I'm like, that's so special. Yeah. I love being around couples that love each other and have been doing marriage for a long time. Yeah. It's a big deal. Agreed. So I'm so grateful to be around, obviously, just who you are in general, but just a great marriage. Thank you. It yeah. takes a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work. <laughs> I think marriage is the coolest thing ever invented, dude. Yeah. I'm, yeah. A, bi- I'm a big fan. Why so. is that? All right. So, you know. We're on Instagram every now and then. You yeah. see people jumping in the ice baths. They're like, all right, you want to do something hard? Jump in the ice bath yeah. for three yeah. minutes. And you'll find something out about yourself. <laughs> or like, you know, people are all about like self-development. And I don't yeah. think there's any better tool for it yeah. than marriage. And yeah. self-development is not the goal for marriage, but it's yeah. an awesome side effect. Yeah. And I think uh, I think it's just the best at that. It's like 
Sean and I will get in an argument, and it's like, all right, we've had this conversation 90 times. Yeah. And it's ended in tears every time. But this go around, we're going to yeah. do something different. And wow. it, like, it forces you to say, okay, maybe I'm the problem, you know? Wow. It, we did an interview with a couple who said it like more wisely than we've heard yet. Yeah. And it was basically like, if you trust your spouse enough to get married, yeah. then you should trust that they're the most realistic mirror of yourself. So Ooh, whenever, hurts, whenever he, yeah, with the way he explained it, he's like, when my wife comes to me and says, I, I am acting like this, instead of being defensive, I have to trust that she's right. Ooh. And that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. But where do you, where do you, where did you guys get that grid for the marriage? marriage yeah. Like where, where did that come from for you guys? I would say I started kind of learning that grid of marriage through my parents. My parents yeah. met to summarize a very long love story. Um, they met when they were 12 at a roller rink. Um, <laughs> they got married at 16 before they even graduated high school. Come on to kind of get each other out of very poor situations. They had a very hard marriage, but a beautiful one. And they didn't have me until they were in their 30s. And it, I'm an only child. And they have just fought to, to connect and be in love and stay together through everything. And I loved watching that. There was nothing they couldn't get through. Like nothing. Yeah. I have, I have pretty awesome parents too. Yeah. But I think when we started you know, sharing our lives on YouTube and people were like, hey, you guys are a couple goals and how do you do mm. what you do? It was really a good challenge for us to say, well, we should learn as much as we can about marriage and learn all the lingo and the vocab. And the wow. And so we're still in the process of learning, but it's been really fun to like say, okay, well, people are looking to us for some sort of advice or inspiration and how do we, what do we do with that? How do we manage that in a wise way, you know? Wow. And not to make it like, bring it back to like a church but I, I my favorite thing about our marriage journey when people started saying your couple goals in the back of my mind I was like well if only you knew like mm. what our relationship really looked like yeah. I feel like you have that same feeling in a church yeah and we just kind of got so tired of reading all these tabloids saying unless you have a perfect marriage it's going to end in divorce yeah and so we started just interviewing people and kind of going down this road of how can we make it work mm. no matter what because yeah. no marriage is perfect, nor will it ever be. And how can we make it the most beautiful thing, which has been fun. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> okay, speaking of love stories, you know, one of the first questions we always love to we ask. We always ask. Is like, you know, what, how did you fall in love? How did oh, you man. meet? What was that process like? Have you fallen in love yet? You think? <laughs> it's taking, it's, Sean's moving a little slower on that. Yeah. First time I met Sean. Hey, Andrew, I, I believe that you <laughs> fell in love the first time you saw her. I really did. So, that's so sweet. That is oh, so man. sweet. I, the first time I saw her oh smile, wow. I was like, that's an angel right there. Wow. And then she she didn't talk to me. She ghosted me for nine months. That's what queens do, and I, I was tell like, you. <laughs> I was hustling on the phone. I was like, all right, what do I got to do to get her attention? Yeah. So, but then she finally gave me one other chance. Mm -hmm. I guess I... I and guess I, I fell in love on the second date. And I remember calling my mom and I was like, I feel like this is the guy I could marry. Wow. Um, yeah. But I made you work for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to hear some of that story. Gosh. I want to hear like I want to hear like the inception, like the groundwork oh, of that it. love story. So I had met Andrew's oldest brother at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, 
he was a USA cyclist at the Olympics competing. We met each other at an event. We just got to talking. All he wanted to talk about was Atlas Shrugged, the book. You yeah. ever heard of um, book? I've never heard of it. What is it? <laughs> it's wild. Don't it's even. wild. <laughs> he said, don't even. It's no. like, bro, it's this thick. And I <laughs> yeah. think it's a, a one of the, anyway, go ahead. It's on like the philosophy of life. It's really? wild. Oh, man. And it was one of those conversations where I was, I was like, we were, it was a good conversation. But at the end of it, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what to take away from this. And at the end of it, he's like, if you take away anything from our conversation, it's that I feel like you should meet my younger brother. <laughs> we should go to Vanderbilt University instead of Stanford. And you, sh like, you should just meet him. Just yeah. meet him. And fast forward, we come came back to the U.S. Um, I was living in Los Angeles. He had a race there. Andrew flew out. We went on a first date. And I just couldn't figure out how it would work. Yeah. I, I, I'm such like a plan the future person type a yeah and i couldn't see how it worked wow she was doing dancing with the stars yeah. all these tv shows i was in college yeah. playing football so it was like just way different lives you know yeah, yeah. completely like, polar opposite at the time and you were the most endearing person i'd ever met like everything that i could have dreamt of and i, I remember wow. having that feeling of like you're way too good for me wow like i've lived this Really, I don't want to say like yeah, rough life, so but like I have, I had lived this life where he was like the image of perfection, like <laughs> prayed before dinner, which I had lived in Los Angeles for so long up yeah, to that, that point. I had such a tainted image of, mm. of humans and the world, but he's what I wanted as a little kid. And I was like, I, I'm too far gone for this. Yeah. And. All right. Meanwhile, that might have been going on under the surface, but yeah. we're on this date. It was like probably three hours we spent together the first time we met. We went to like seven different restaurants. I was crushing food, like left. Wait, I had wait, an entree wait, wait, every place. Wait, 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 wait. So we were like sampling. It was my first time oh, in LA, okay, dude. Sampling, and, gotcha. Yeah, it was like but a I was eating market. entrees. Yeah. So, but I was cracking jokes, dude. I mean, I was, I was on a roll, and she was nothing. I, I, I literally got the one smile that I told you made me yeah. fall in love with her was at like the end of the night. I was like saying goodbye, and I said something dumb, and I finally, I finally got a smile. To I, we've never even talked about that. We should. So I don't want to like go on tangents for hours. Yeah. But not to get like dark here. Yeah. But I truly had a, such a tainted image. Yeah. I didn't know I could like I had I was only 20 years old at the time. Mm. I had lived on my own for about three years. I'd been traveling the country oh since goodness. I was 12. I had observed so much of life. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it was very hard. Yeah. And. I just sat there and watched you all night. Wow. Trying to figure out what your motive was. Because yeah. in my mind, everyone had it. Yeah. And I just kept coming back to, is this guy for real? Wow. Like, is this, a, is this an act? Or is no. this like him? And I do remember at the very end of the night, you caught me off guard. Because I was like, I actually think this is just him. <laughs> and <laughs> it, was, it was so sweet. <laughs> But it also wow. scared me to death because wow. I was like, there are actually like are it gave me this glimmer of hope for the first time in a long time of like, are there actually these good people still out there? Wow. And then I ran very hard. I was like, no, I can't. I wow. don't deserve this guy. So. Oh. 
So he that's per- like yeah. actually yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. comes to my eyes. Okay, literally, uh, we've got two ooh. family-made media uh, movies to make. One, your parents' yeah. story. Yeah. And I know. Then two, yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fir- recreating the first date that would be painful to watch. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so when did your? Sorry to stay on this for a little bit, but I know the people want this. They love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we love uh, it. What broke your wall down? Like, mm. what was the moment that just shattered? The That's veil such a great question. That was like, what happened that... His text messages? Oh. He texted me relentlessly for nine months. Wow. And I was very harsh. I didn't text him back for a long time. And everything was just so kind and so endearing and so like beautiful. And you finally sent this one text that just went back to reinforcing this is actually just who he is. Yeah. And it was the cheesiest kind of weirdest but like so sweet long message and it was like miss johnson if football has taught me anything it's how to persevere in life so and like dumb. oh it was like so it was long it's ridiculous this was his final go at it he was like i will leave you alone all these things but let me give it another shot will you accompany me to the cma fest Wow. come to nashville meet my friends like all these things and i don't know what happened but i was like yeah Wow. He did not expect that, by the way. He didn't yeah. have tickets to the CMA Fest. He didn't <laughs> expect me to say yes. So, that, bro, I blew up every contact in my phone. I was because I'm a, I'm a college. Don't have any money, and I'm I'm blowing up everybody. I was like, anybody have free CMA tickets they could give me? Because yeah. I got I I promised Sean we'd be in a suite, and I was like, oh jeez. <laughs> But we made it work, bro. You made it work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, goodness gracious. Remember we met up with the random guy on the... Yeah, on the which ri- I didn't understand. <laughs> the guy who gave us tickets was like, yeah, I'll give you my tickets, but I, I want to meet Sean. Wow. Which so, he anyway. played it off really well that I never even caught on to it. Yeah, that, that was their only thing that, that you Lord. probably did. But And then not to go down this dark road again, but when I flew to Nashville, again, this tainted image of, of people and intentions and motives... People, because of the Olympics, yeah. had they would throw out all the stops to just like impress with money and material yeah. and things that really didn't matter. Yeah. I remember Andrew picked me up and he showed me this paper towel <laughs> that yeah. he had written a full itinerary on with a sharpie. <laughs> I crushed it though. Cr- and <laughs> the first stop was the Vanderbilt baseball game, yeah. and I was like, okay, we're gonna go watch a game, sit in like a VIP suite or something. Yeah. And he took me to the top of a parking garage where all of his friends were waiting wow. and they were tailgating and grilling out. Oh, and he, you single-handedly introduced me to all of your friends and you just, you treated me like a human. Like you wow. actually cared about my heart and not anything of who I was. And it just let me like let my guard down. And I, wow. I fell head over heels. But ah. it's interesting because with Sean's case, <laughs> she is in such an interesting, her whole story starting when she was 12 as a yeah. professional gymnast. That's when she turned pro was 12. And she's just lived a way different life. But I've thought about this in parallel with almost faith too, where it's like sometimes we could let our insecurities be an obstacle mm-hmm. for love, where it's like wow. you have this, Sheesh. like, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. And it's like, it's just a really interesting, um, when, I, when I think about our dating story, I feel like that plays in where she was like, oh, uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a good guy, but that's what she was thinking. Like he might be you too are. good for me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dang, don't don't do that. Like let me love you. You know, and, yeah. th- and like now we have kids. It's like the same thing. Like I just want to love you. Yeah. You know? so, oh, it was amazing. Anyway, that's so special. Oh my. Gosh. That's honestly. So special. I really don't like when people like hear a story and then share their own personal story. 
But I can relate <laughs> yeah. with knowing that, okay, this is somebody for my life mm-hmm. when I have such a high standard. And then the moment I'm like, oh, actually, my standard, you surpass it and I don't feel mm. worthy. Yeah. Mm. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is, I know this is somebody that the Lord has brought because there's no way my standards were so high, mm. yeah. you know? And I just think that's so special. And even just seeing your guys' connection and listening to you just look at him when you share it. It's like, wow, so that's so sweet. special. That is so sweet. And Brian and I are just like, this is the best. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a beautiful story. It really it is. Really is. Uh, it really is. We care really about is. people's stories. Yes. There's so much thought. Obviously, we're pastors. So it's like we look at life through this lens a lot. It's like there's so much intentionality of the great designer to like mm-hmm. how he moves our lives around so meticulously mm-hmm. yeah. and it's a it's an, a masterpiece yeah. and it's like that needs to be appreciated when you hear obstacles that people overcome to be connected and look you have two beautiful children mm-hmm. and you guys are started family maybe and i'm sure there's so many other things that you guys yeah. do that we just don't know about but it's mm. like that matters that is changing the world and i remember so when i was like preparing for okay what am i going to ask you know, am I going to ask this couple, like, what actually matters? Yeah. And I was thinking about how when I was in high school, you know, they usually, like, your junior and senior, you're just, they're just pushing it down your throat, like, what school are you going to go to? What degree are you going to blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, I just want to change the world. Mm-hmm. But, like, not for my namesake. Like, what can yeah. I do that will have the most impact, impact. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. on the world? I don't care if people know my name. Like, literally think about Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. For real. It's yeah. like, obviously, the Lord elevated her name, but she wasn't in it for that. Yes. She was doing the most unglamorous thing. And that usually can be some of the biggest ways to make impact. Because heroes don't usually ever feel like heroes. But I, I just reflect on that thought. Yes. And I think about... Mm the choices that y'all have made together as a couple. <coughs> yes. And I believe that family made media has the potential to make a massive impact. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just respect that. And I lead into a question of it's like, how, how did you guys make that choice to, cause you could be doing, I'm sure a million other things. Yes. You know, there's only so many hours in a day, hours in a week, years that we get to live. So it's like, why, why choose this and use your influence for something of family yeah don't you think it's true that if you were just to objectively step back and say all right well which would be a more interesting life to live which which would create larger ripples is it trying to grow my bank account or buy another vacation house or upgrade my car like that's such a finite capped it's like okay, sweet. Yeah. I did I did all this when I was when I was forty, and then I retired. And it's like, what did you do? You just went golfing, and mm. it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay. But let's just like Tim Tebow, I think, has done this so well, where it's like, yes, yeah. yes, that yes. dude is just he's not made it about himself, yeah, or his bank accounts or anything. It's like, mm. oh no, he's deflected that, and it's actually mm. the the impact, the the potential of it is so much higher yes. than like me, you know, and the legacy. If you if, if that's the if that's what you're trying to optimize for is legacy, then yeah. it definitely is a better strategy to try to build something that's not just for you, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and when we're talking at Legacy Church, right? Yeah. It's like what what is a legacy that matters? And it's yes. yeah. it's uh 
it's pointing to, you know, God. Yes. Um, so I'll let you answer the family made media, but that's my that's my backdrop thought. I would say Andrew and I kind of bounced around within like the career yeah. path, trying to figure out what we wanted to do for a while. We've been married seven years now, and I'd say for five of them, it was NFL and then trying to figure out what we wanted to do next yeah. and what I wanted to do and all these different things. And the only way I can explain it is every time we found ourselves in a new career path, we just kept feeling empty. Wow. It would be fun. We'd get traction with it. It'd be successful, whatever, yeah. or not. And at the end of the day, we'd be like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like what? There's no like why behind it other than it works. Mm. And Family Made was the first thing that we kind of created and came up with where it was. It was the first question or like. It was the first thing we came up with that we couldn't see how it would be successful, but we had an immediate why. Wow. Come on. And wow. I feel like up until then, everything we created was swapped. It was yeah. kind of like, we know this will work and we'll figure out the why later. And I remember writing, it was basically family made on a whiteboard five years ago, years. six Shout years ago. The anointing on whiteboards. <laughs> whiteboards, yeah. Whiteboards. And we didn't know what it was, but it yeah. was this idea. And we just kept wanting to do something that was purposeful. Yeah. And now having babies and seeing how polarized the world is and how much negativity there, like, there is out there and how much negative influence. We said, what's the one thing that's kind of given us a foundation? And it's been our family and our yeah. faith and... I think uplifting families yeah. is a way to unify a lot of people again yeah. and lead by example. And if people get curious, they'll find faith there. Yes, yeah. that's exactly Which I think right. is great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we believe um, that so hard. But it's true. Yeah, it's one of those things where like every day you're like, this feels good. Yeah. yeah. No matter so, how it's doing. Gosh, it's, it's like, it gets me so excited because if you think about political discussions, yeah. the starting point for those is like Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. yeah. And then that's like the, the operating system that everyone approaches that conversation through. What I think is so cool about families is that it touches all the different, you know, hey, how do you deal with technology or how do you deal with a budget or, you know, and which goes to the household budget all the way to the government budget, whatever. Yeah. You could teach so many different things through this lens of family. Mm -hmm. But the foundation is something that everyone can empathize with, whether you're Republican yeah. or Democrat, like everyone has some family experience. So it's like, I think that just lends itself to such a uh, more friendly dialogue yeah. and like a, a healthier conversation than like, hey, let's just butt heads perpetually yeah. to no end. Yeah. Like we're <coughs> seeing on the news or like in yeah. politics, it's like, oh wait, what if we just kind of related to each other on the one thing that we can all talk about? Yeah. It's like, oh, you lost your dad or like, yeah, yeah your son's, you know, ill, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, that's a, that just is a great starting point, you know? Yeah. There's so much empathy there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. That is so good. I would really love to, I want to get more into family made media mm -hmm. and just get into like, like, you know, the intricate details of the vision of family made. But I want to back up and talk a little bit more about influence. Mm. And um, I've kind of had this enamorment with influence for since I was in college. And I had like a moment where like the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, hey, in the days that are coming, uh, influence will be the currency of the day. Mm -hmm. mm. Influence will be the currency that's spent. Mm. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And obviously it's become that. And I think that as I think about influence um, 
influence is meant to be a, a river that leads to like proverbially for to the ocean of impact. Mm -hmm. And so many people get caught up uh, with influence as a, almost like a reservoir that they don't use wisely. Mm. How did you like, where was the, where was the moment where you were like, Hey, I've been given this influence, but I'm not going to spend it on myself. I'm going to use this influence and spend it for the world to, for the world to be better. Does that question make sense? Yeah. yeah. Do you have an answer for that? Mr. Primetime? I, I, for you, I don't no, know. No, not you. for me, for you, for you. Yeah. When was that reconciling moment for you? I think for me, um, I mean, seeing the pain in the world, mm -hmm. seeing like the pain and seeing people, uh, injustice, uh, injustice and not just on like what we usually see injustice, like injustice of like people not being able to walk in freedom in their heart, freedom in their mind, mm. to live in hope, to live in healing, to live in, you know, a restored life. That's really what like, awakened my heart to being able to live a life where I spend my influence for impact. Mm. You should share the phrase that the Lord gave you in college, like the mission statement. Yes, please. Oh, for, for you. Uh, to be an instrument. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah well, I was in college. I mean, as I'm doing music, as I'm doing all these different things and just trying to figure out again, like, why am I doing this? Like, why in the world have I been called to do this thing? And I felt like, like what the Lord put in my heart was, you know, to be an instrument of hope, healing, restoration, mm. and inspiration. And obviously there's mediums, you know, through the media, medium of music, media, and, and family. I think family is like coming to the equation more so mm. lately. But um, I just think it's so important. I look at you guys. I look at you and I'm kind of baffled. Mm. I'm like, y'all could easily, easily be a reality star couple who is, you know, who everybody is. You and there, know, then just, there's, that's not evil. It's that's not bad. And that's not evil, yeah. but it could stop there. Mm -hmm. yeah. It could, it could stop right there. Mm -hmm. And everybody just is enamored with you. Mm -hmm. Enamored with like the fact that you have a lot of influence and you could literally just bank on that for the rest of your life. Bank on the fact that you are an influential couple, a power couple in the United States, but it's like, no, you're like, we want to start mm -hmm. a family media company. It's <laughs> powerful. It's really it's, powerful. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine my mom if we did like a reality TV show? Oh my god. That's, pro that's probably that's probably the answer right there. Is my mom? You you got an answer. Well, I was just gonna say the thing that I keep coming back to is, I feel like I I lived a wild vast majority of my life at such a young age. Yeah. Um, and I've always just been by nature the kind of person that has to learn everything the hard way. Yeah. And I think because I was a kid kind of thrown into such a limelight world. Yeah. I was influenced yeah. by so much mm. that caused depression and eating disorders and insecurities wow. and um, a lot of pain through that I had to learn from. Wow. And I think by the time I started dating Andrew and we got married and we ended up venturing into this world of like intentional influence with social media, mm. I was so 
hurt wow. by the way influence hurt me wow. that we kind of made it an unintentional mission to make sure everything we put out was for good. And wow. I think we learned it the hardest way mm. when we posted a video about our miscarriage. Wow. And it was the first time I desperately needed influence from other people to help me. Yeah. And when I saw the good that came from it, it kind of repositioned our path to just be like, how can we wow. make yeah. sure that every single thing we do, whether it's a goofy video about our marriage or our kids, wow. how can we make sure that every angle it could be viewed in is going to influence someone in a good way? Wow. It's been... Uh, it's been so fun to be front seat to Sean's fame, you know, to whatever degree she has it. Like to be front row to her walking into a room and and people would just break down in tears because they're wow. like, "You're my idol. Uh, I look yeah. up to." Yeah. And so you know, we started dating. I start seeing this, and I've always loved, I guess, like the philosophical discussions whenever they come around. And and yeah. my dad was like a an awesome teacher and had this insatiable curiosity. Yeah. So I, I started thinking like, okay, well, what is like fame is so interesting, right? It's yeah. like, uh, you get here, you have this moment where this person who's looked up to Sean meets her for the first time. And there's this, you know, evocative moment created with tears. Yeah. You know, it's like powerful. So then what do you do with that? It's like, okay, you, you see that 10 times and you're like, well, what's next? Like, wow. what? Like, is there? Is there a? What do you do with it? How do you <coughs> what steward do you do it? With it? Yeah. Um. Thank goodness, too. By the way, that it's been her that's been the big deal, and not me. Otherwise, I just I I feel like it, it could get ugly pretty quick, like with the ego. But she's I, been so humble through it all. I really don't think so, but I do think something that has blessed our career. Yeah. Is because I was a kid who went through it. I was given a lot more grace as a child yeah. than I was as an adult. So my head got way too big for myself. I mm. went through, I did everything wrong. I learned from it. I came back from it. And I think because of that, now within our career, I yeah. actually think you would never ha deal with that because you you're just too good. Um, <laughs> Stop. And I think there have been many opportunities for that to happen to both of us. Yeah. But it will trigger a memory where I'm like, I, I kind of went down that route when I was 15 or 16, and this is what happened. And so we get to like relive those memories together, and we're like, yeah, I don't think that's worth it. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Well, I do just want to say, you know, forget the fact that like we have mics in front of us and it's being mm -hmm. recorded. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't really care about that. Like, thank you for being vulnerable. Totally. Yeah. And. Like, it can make me cry because I know so many women that go through miscarriages and, mm -hmm. like, really, really scary ones, really hard ones. Yeah. And if that's, like, one drop in the bucket of the issues that people deal with. Mm -hmm. And yeah. to be, to have impact is to make yourself vulnerable to the world. Exactly. And that's just, yeah. that's just what it is. And mm -hmm. that's when I said earlier, I really believe that that statement, heroes don't usually feel like heroes. People who feel like heroes usually aren't as impactful as they think that they are. Yeah. And I just think, you know, it's a big deal for you both to put your family on display yeah. uh, for the world in hopes that the world would learn and receive blessing and, you know, learn and grow and be transformed, praise God. But that comes at a cost at some point. 
mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And if nobody says has said thank you, like thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Like real. thank you for thank spending you. your currency of influence mm-hmm. in this way. It's a big deal. And, you know, when we first met, like I really meant it when we asked, like, yeah. how can we serve like this vision, mm-hmm. you know, that you have have on your heart and that you've built something around it. And it's like, I really hope that we can serve this vision because we believe in it and we believe in you guys. Like, yeah, I know that you're saying you're not humble, but a humble person says, like, I'm not that humble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's great. You can see the humility yeah. that's amongst you. And and we're just honored even just to sit here and have a conversation, yeah. it, it helps us learn. And that's for us, our phrase is like learn and grow. Yeah. Because that's why we're doing this is because we're not claiming we know everything. Mm-hmm. We just want to have real conversations and, and really try to learn because we're trying to figure it out. Because yeah. family is so important to us. Yeah. But I think the world is like the world is so in need of people who will be rivers, mm-hmm. like people who will be, who, who will live their lives onto something bigger. You know, I think we've just got so many reservoirs and so many, you know, people who are like just pawns, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. thinking that everything. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is that if you don't have water flowing out, mm-hmm. then it becomes a cesspool. It, it becomes yeah. toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about just looking at your, your guys' lives and everything that you guys have done and are doing is like it's always unto something bigger than yourself. And did you have something to say? Um, I was gonna say I'm just glad to know you too. <laughs> but on on the note of, I guess the perspective, I we live by a Civil War historic site, and mm-hmm. there's a plaque there that says, uh, "We've lost so many of our men, our brothers here on this hill, and their names won't be remembered, but may the leaves be the crown upon their heads, and mm-hmm. the shadows be their cloak." And like something about that, just I, I we do this walk all the time and I read that and I think about it. And um, if I think about our family or our time here on this earth and you think about it in that perspective where it's like, man, our great grandkids won't know our names, mm. but our family, we're stewarding our family, you know, for the next 60 years. Wow. And, it, and, and our family is not something that like we just started. It's been going on for thousands of years and it will yeah. continue for a long time after us. <laughs> And so the, it's not, I don't think the takeaway is to be nihilistic about it and be like, well, no one's going to remember us, hands yeah. up, and, and it doesn't matter what we do. I think it's more this uh, humbling perspective of, okay, well, we have the next 60 years to steward it, and how can we set up the next generation better? How can we prepare them? How can we equip them um, to put them in a better situation? And I think when you view it from like a society cultural standpoint too, like I think that's a good way to, to view it where it's like, Hey, our role ultimately, like we could probably just be subbed in for somebody else, but yeah, I want to do the best job I can for the, for the time that I have it. So anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Okay. I want to talk more about family made media and just like the vision and you, t- you briefly touched it. Uh, but I know there's some more layers to it. You know, why family made, why the family, what is your passion, you know, for the family and the future of the family? Mm. Mm. There's a million different visions. <laughs> hey, let's go. Yeah. To start with, this like the first line that we wanted was, I can't stand going on 
social media mm. and being influenced by such negativity. Yeah. So many things, whether it's promiscuous or vulgar or crude or polarizing, it's just, it drains you. Yeah. Yeah. And we live in a world where so much of that consumes your time. Yeah. We said, how can we flood social media mm. with good content? Yeah. It can be funny. It can be edgy. It can be whatever, but yeah. it can have a good foundation. Yeah. And we kind of said all this effort we're putting into like our platforms. Why don't we hire a team and do that with every good content creator out there who's got a good mission? Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, I just want to drown out all the negativity, especially honestly, not even for myself because I've built up feel like a strong enough armor to defend it but for yeah. our kids yeah. yes definitely uh, yeah flood the internet with good stuff i love that yeah. i love that yeah it's <laughs> simple and good i mean we love we have a blast with yeah. what we do so yeah that, that definitely plays into it but i uh i mean sean's had this experience of standing on top of the podium at the olympics yeah having a gold medal draped over his shoulders right but correct me if i'm wrong i think it's been more fulfilling mm -hmm. to be a mom and parent kids. And so like the more we could awesome. deflect all the, the attention towards, Hey, actually, you know, accolades are great. Trophies are nice and shiny, but the most important meaningful thing in life are these little guys. And it's, it's so fun. Uh, I think that would be mission accomplished, right? That that's, that's what the goal is to say, look, everyone online that you see is trying to make a million dollars or use AI to, build the next business or get a six pack. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, that stuff is fine. Sure. Do all that if you're interested in it, but don't lose sight of the main priority That's here. Right. You know? Yeah. That's right. So, and we also started reading all these statistics about how common divorce is and how the next generation never wants to get married and how mm. the next generation doesn't want to have kids or buy homes or like have any of that foundation that is just good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying buying a house is good what you need but yeah. yeah it's having that family whatever it looks like it doesn't need to be biological it doesn't like every family looks different yeah. but i feel like a lot of the brokenness in the world is because you don't have that yeah agreed i um this may take us on a tangent <laughs> but have you heard of nders it's near-death it's like scientific mm. research of near-death experiences Whoa. yeah i you look geek at you out there's a <laughs> book yeah, i'll recommend i'll send you a link um <laughs> where this pastor <laughs> compiles all of this research from all over the world of people from different religions backgrounds um ages languages of people who've had you know medical near-death experiences where they die come back and then they have an experience after they die there's various experiences right there's like really nice heavenly experiences and then obviously really yeah. dark experiences um what we obviously see described in scripture um and there's all these commonalities of all these different people from all these cultures who have these core experiences that are alike in both places and um there was a pastor in california who had was a mega church you know had all these ministries was impacting like the city taking care of you know, like single moms, like how do all these crazy ministries impacting their city? He dies, is above the table, watching him, watching him trying to be resuscitated by the doctors. And the Lord speaks to him. 
And because so many of these people have like these life reviews, like mm -hmm. either with the Lord or like with an angel and the Lord is present. And the Lord says one thing to him while he's looking at his body, like on the table. And he says, do you know your son's best mm -hmm. friend's name? Mm -hmm. Boom, back into his body. Mm -hmm. What was the Lord saying? Oh, gosh. Yeah. You have not prioritized mm -hmm. the highest call. Mm. Are you connected That's to deep. your That's child deep. enough that you care about his friend's name? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at the end of his life, he has all these accolades and good accolades, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like as a Christian, I'm like, yes, that's the goal, right? But even the Lord was like, but are you connected to your son enough yeah. to care about knowing his friend's name? And, you know, also in that book that I read, which I also geek out in general, there's so many interviews you can watch in these life experiences the Lord always skips over accolades and it's wild. Mm. And people will literally be like, but what about I won the Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> like, What's going <laughs> on? We're not talking about that. And the Lord will be like, yeah, but how did what you said to this person, how did that make them feel? Mm. And it's all about loving our neighbor and caring for people and it just puts into perspective. It's not that those things are bad. They're, they can be really great and they're awesome. And I think the Lord, there is a special place to celebrate accolades. Yeah. But I think the Lord prioritizes, you know, very clearly, you know, how important he believes like the family unit is. Oh yeah. But because before, biblically, before he created the church, he operated in a family. Yeah. Like he operated in family lines before yeah. he, you know, the New Testament came and he operated in the church. Mm. Yeah. So he's very clear, you know, about how important family is. Yeah. And I just share that story to say it's like it's just humbling to think about how important this thing is that Family Made Media is reaching to do, which is to uplift the family. And I'm really honored to be a part of it. Yeah. What's your guys' mission or philosophy as you raise your kids? That's a great question. That's a great question. Make sure that they don't Live. grow up and <laughs> decide. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right now, we're like in survival. <laughs> it's like survival mode right now. So make sure that they are alive in three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I saved my son's life multiple, multiple times. times. Yeah. 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 A little one, you got these steps. Sorry. You need to feel the damn break. You yeah. feel it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah no, go ahead. I, I feel like for me, man, raising, you know, I have two boys right now. And so, you know, raising two boys who first and foremost, like, for me, they love the Lord. Mm. And then every outworking of their life being from that, then they love their parents. They love their wife. They love their, then they're able to love their kids and work hard. So I think that for me, like, as I'm, and I'm really in the process of thinking about that a lot as my, my, my especially my three-year-old is, is growing older and he's having more conversations with me. You're you know, like, how do you, first of all, how do you know exactly. that phrase? How do you know? How can like, you articulate yourself in this way? Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's very, it's very, for me right now, for us right now, it's very basic in that way. Mm. Yeah. 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 We are in extended conversations about mm -hmm. our family values, our mission. Like I need, I don't just want, I need our boys 
because they will be men one day. Yeah. It's like I need the me- the nearer men to be able to know their mission, yeah. be able to state it off, to be anchored in who they are, because I need them to go into atmospheres and influence it, because influence is not bad, yeah. and know how to channel that river to glorify God, you know, uplift, protect, all those things, right? Yeah. So I would say we're on a journey, and we're super excited because I want I want our I want our family culture to be a generational thing. I don't. It may die with us. Yeah. But I really don't want it to. Yeah. You know, mm. I don't want it to. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm going to give my life to raising our family to the highest level of excellence that I can, and I pray that that life's work produces a generational fruit and not just like yeah oh we had a great childhood you know yeah. it's like i want you to be set up for when i'm long gone yeah you know yeah so. i'm hyped, I'm yeah. hyped. <laughs> i want to i want to hear you uh talk about like family mission and value as well and i would also love to like you know as a second question like how do you in this season of your life where you guys are like really building a lot you know you're building family made and then also you just have your lives and careers um, how are you staying connected as a family? Yeah, that's like so how hard. are you staying connected to your kids in this process of them growing, even as you're like you're busy? Hmm. Let me take a stab at the the family mission. Yeah, let's see if it goes good. We've memorized it yet, but we did it. We did the yeah. mission and value. Crazy. So, and I told you my goal would be to. I've started putting together like a a booklet of yeah. How do you form a family mission, wow. family, personal values, family values, uh, form tradition, uh, culture? Like, what are the healthy routines to have as a family? We have Sunday night meetings. Oh, that's uh, awesome. We have, like, morning family devotions, which sometimes is the only time that Sean and I get. Wow. Uh, sorry, we do morning couples devotions. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but I would say right now it's a work in progress, but members of the East family are comfortable with being uncomfortable. And they do so with exceedingly great joy, exceedingly great joy, and with a peace that surpasses uh, understanding. So, wow. like, there's, there's, Why? that's amazing. What were the values? Was it four? <coughs> four values, yeah. No, not off the top of my head. <laughs> we, we, we gotta pull That's the, amazing. The pamphlet, the, I, I just love, I love this conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Come on. It's interesting that, like, because that's we, what we take with us is, family traditions you know yeah. and it's like okay well, you have to work hard for that you know it's like yeah gosh doing a family camping trip every year that's a lot of pushback <laughs> and not everyone's like all on board about it and we're about to have kids that are gonna have some opinions soon yeah yeah but like anyway um who's not on board uh, <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to name any names <laughs> me. Oh, that's hilarious yeah, yeah. yeah. glamping glamping yeah has to get a great yeah. rv <laughs> yes that's so funny how do you think we stay connected though i uh we've put in a lot of boundaries for work yeah. which has i mean we're still working on every single day of what doesn't feel good what does what keeps us grounded and not um but i don't know i think we just make a really big effort when it comes to like the balance yeah i don't know how better to describe it other than when things start getting out of balance our whole family's affected and you can feel it yeah and 
whether it's like separation anxiety with our kids, yeah. they don't want you to ever leave. Yeah. You can't even go to work. Wow. Like you can feel when your family dynamic is not good. Yeah. yeah. And so we just we try really hard to protect that. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's good. Do you remember what uh Pastor John from I don't know where his church is in Europe. John Norman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He described something that you're talking about, which changed my paradigm of understanding like discerning when your family needs to recalibrate mm -hmm. yeah. and he was like yeah i can't remember how we i can't remember exactly how i described it but he was like our family we we kind of have a needle and it's like you know work family he said season some seasons you'll just naturally need to mm -hmm. go more work mm -hmm. but you know that after the end of that season it has, has to, to swing back. back it can't go mm -hmm. to the center it mm -hmm. has to swing back oh, yeah. more to family mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i love that you just described being able to like discern that as a family and knowing when we need to mm -hmm. swing both ways and it's a hard skill to learn and mm. it takes discipline i mean we've even yeah. noticed it like planning travel because we'll start planning travel months in advance and yeah I'll be like, okay, we have to be gone an entire week from the kids. Yeah. So what's happening the weeks following? Mm -hmm. yeah. We can't like overload yes. work. It has yeah. to be. F it has to be us and the kids. Are we taking yeah. them on their own trip? Are we doing date nights with them? Are we yeah. like, how can we restore that balance that's yeah. too heavy on one side? Yeah. And that doesn't mean like every day is balanced. It's just we have yeah. to kind of figure. Yeah, it out. absolutely. Do you have trouble with that at all, or is it something that comes like easy for you? Honestly, I feel super fortunate to the fact that we talk about families like yeah. on our podcast. Yeah. Really kind of forces us to like, all right, well, we gotta make sure our house is in order. <laughs> that, you know yeah, that's good. Like, that's really good. That's accountability too. Like, <laughs> it, really, it really is. And Sean is not the type to like if we're not vibing, we're not doing an interview. You know what wow. I'm saying? So, so it's like, love it. it's like good. I love it. You might that's get some good. cancellations from us and it's like we gotta take care of what needs yeah. to be taken Respect. care of. But that's <laughs> awesome. It's I will not say fun. you've canceled before. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I oh, we canceled man. full trips before because the night before our kids will have a meltdown. <gasps> it won't feel right, and I'll be like, "We're not going." Wow. And I, I think so for me, I we definitely like. There's a lot of push and pull. Yeah. Um, Andrew's more the adventurous. Like it'll all work out. I'm <laughs> more of like the it's not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But I think my biggest fear yes. is <laughs> we're both so ambitious. Yeah. And we want to build so much. My biggest fear is mm. losing the importance of, or just period, losing our family connection. Yeah. And wow. so almost to a fault, mm. I will put more stress on our family, making sure we stay within our boundaries because I never want to go too far. Mm. Wow. That's so special. And... It can cause a lot of tension because yeah. I'll be like, we're canceling this interview. Yeah, uh, We're not doing it. Yeah. But what's really yeah. cool is the 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 team aspect of our marriage. I'm super thankful for. Yeah. And I was I was researching the term Eve in Hebrew means beneficial adversary. Yeah. Have, you, wow. have you heard of this? <laughs> so it's like that's the, right. The, the, Here I am. So, well, it's taken me seven <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> It all makes Bruh. sense. Now. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. But like, it, it took me seven years. I'm talking like just two months ago. I, I learned this. The and amount I was like, of times oh I've gosh. heard beneficial adversary. <laughs> no, in the past it, couple it rocks my world, and now I'm hyped about it. I used yeah. to get so frustrated at like the difference in perspective. I was like, yeah. Sean, why can't you just see things? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. This is what 
the obvious choices, right? And she's like, I don't see it like that. Yeah. Now, and I used to get frustrated, but now I'm like, oh, things are way better yeah. when well, I yeah, have but... when I have your perspective added to it. That's good. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, presidential biographies, right? So I yeah. just read through Abraham Lincoln's. That's cool. Yeah. And he's amazing in the sense that his whole cabinet was purposely constructed yeah. to have people from different viewpoints. Oh my And it's goodness. like if you think about the effect of That's like. Awesome. Iron, that uh, iron sharpens. Yeah, that should be a requirement in every yeah. yes. arena. But it's like, yeah. oh gosh, you get such a fuller understanding. A, 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 mm-hmm. You just get a, a better picture of everything that's going on when you get more, more perspectives. And I think yeah. it's so powerful. But um, anyway, not, yeah, that's my new thing. Is like, oh, you're just my beneficial adversary. <laughs> yeah. right now. Exactly. I get it. I hear I this a it. lot. We but, were talking about that earlier um, because we were talking about. Uh, the process of like build, build, buying a house or building mm. a house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking about how like early in our marriage, like she was talking about a house and I was like, we ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> but she kept, she kept pushing me. I was me. like, like, it's time. We need a house. Yeah. I need a house for my boys. And I was but like, what was about like, this one? I would be bad. I'll be so I was like, you know our financial position. <laughs> But it was like, no, I actually needed her to be that mm. beneficial uh, adversary to push me to be a man yeah, and mm. to figure it out. Mm. Like to figure out how in the world are we going to get our boys a backyard so that they can run and play and do all the things. You know what I mean? And guess what? Yeah. You got a house. Absolutely, oh, man. I love this like. By the way, I did go and see Hamilton on Saturday. Let's go. It was amazing. <laughs> did it you was, see it? No, I, yeah, it was, I was, I was in New game. York just for like yeah. a day and a half. It was unbelievable. Uh, okay, we're kind of. And he literally around. said, "He said you wouldn't like it." I was like, nah, "No, you wouldn't like it." <laughs> but I was like, "I'm going back to watch it in New York again. I'll probably take my my son because he mm. will love it. It yeah, was he's very unbelievable." Musical. Yeah. Um, yes, but, I would love to come with you, Brian. Thank oh you my gosh, invite. I would yeah. love that. <laughs> I would love that. And also uh, Disney. We gotta. Go. I saw uh, you guys were at Disney. Dude. That was wasn't the first time your family's been first together. Time? Yeah, it was. It was. No. Really? Did yeah. the kids love it? They loved it. Oh, my And we God. did like a... I was really nervous about like... Yeah. How long are they gonna last at yeah. Disney? Yeah. And oh we did. Gosh, we did like nine to five. It. Let's go. <laughs> they amazing. loved it. That's yeah. so sweet. They did so good, and it's so <laughs> magical seeing it through their eyes. Oh my gosh, it's the best. It's like here, look at this, because yeah. you just want to watch your kids experience it. It's yeah. so special. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. We are so grateful that we are connected to you guys. Thank yeah. you for, absolutely. thank you for inviting us in to the family made team family. Um, and thank you again, again. I'm go- I'm probably going to remind you every single time. But thank you, thank you, just for like using your influence to make the world and make the family uh, a better place and a better unit. Yeah, for sure. It's so important and it's so powerful. One of the things we do to end all of our podcasts is we just ask our guests to pray. Andrew, mm. would you feel comfortable just praying us out? I would love to. And also, before I do, thank you guys for of for. Uh, having the same mission, the same vision, we're all on this journey together. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, absolutely. It's really special. All right. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for Brian and Sonia um, and this platform that they have used uh, to glorify you. Uh, I pray that you give them confidence and comfort as they continue to do this. Uh, may their smile shine bright as always. And may you be with them step by step, no matter what the future holds. Uh, We're so thankful for you and um, all the blessings that you give us, whether uh, we're prepared for them or not, whether 
whether uh, they look like a sh- nice shiny object or there's a little bit of pain associated with it, we're, we're thankful for it, and we, we pray that we maintain that perspective. Um, and pray that this conversation would maybe uh, strike someone That's right. and point them to you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Growing With The Nearest, presented by Family Made Media. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you go and leave a review and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to or watching on.